Welcome to Become an Idol. I'm Dr. Robin Sargent, owner of Idol Courses. This is the place where newbies come to learn and veterans share their knowledge. I have here with me today Gretchen Johansson and Gretchen is one of my very early Idol Courses Academy members and her story is just a longer journey and it's just unfolded in so many ways and I really want you to hear um, Gretchen's story and where she's come from and where she is now and I really really think you're going to enjoy meeting her so um, Gretchen, will you please um, give a better introduction than what I just did? <laughs> sure. So I am um, one of the founding members of the Idol Courses Academy. I found uh, Dr. Robin Sargent on uh, social media and had friended her through LinkedIn and Facebook and all the avenues she was already linked on and was following her for some time before she started Idol Courses. And uh, when she introduced that, uh, I had already been working towards becoming an instructional designer and leaving teaching. And I found her to be my ticket out and I was right. So I joined Idol Courses Academy um, on their flagship cohort and I haven't looked back since. Oh my gosh. And now, I mean, we'll get into all the things that you've already done to like be a part of giving back to our students, but okay. I'll, I'll, um, I want to get all the way into the the very early things. So you were a teacher. So what kind of teacher were you and what grade before you ever joined the academy? Yeah, sure. So I uh, taught middle school for almost nine years, uh, specifically sixth grade. I started out as a, a science teacher and also taught a section of ancient civilizations and then transferred uh, from my first school and into the one that I really finished my career out in and was strictly um, a social studies teacher at that point and was teaching ancient civilizations, something I never thought I would be teaching uh, because I really wanted to teach science, but it just, that's the way the cards fell. And I fell in love with it and loved teaching. And um, up until probably about three years before I really left because it was stressful. And I think a lot of teachers have the same story as I do. And uh, the stress was affecting my health. I didn't feel supported in the school system anymore in regards to discipline with the students and being able to uh, create classes the way I wanted to and to run my class the way I wanted to. And uh, just the interactions with the parents sometimes were, were overwhelming. And when it really started to affect my health, I decided that I needed to find a way out. And so um, that, that's what I started doing. So my journey really was, um, I got lucky really to, to leave teaching and go straight into a corporate job. Um, my friend who worked for a German company uh, that we do, we, we work for this German company and uh, she, she got a promotion. And so I, um, she offered me my job and said, Hey, why don't you come interview? I know you're trying to leave teaching. So I went and interviewed for a travel coordinator position and uh, luckily got the job. And so that was my foot into the corporate world. And um, I left teaching and went there and did some uh, 
coordinating of travel where I took our European employees and brought them to the U.S. and vice versa. And um, then after that, I noticed I started noticing that uh, there was a need for training within uh, that office, especially when it came to policy compliance for our, our travel policies. And so I created training there and tried to carve a new path into that d- direction and realized I really liked doing that. And um, so I was looking for something that would um, that would mimic that, like I could continue using my teaching skills and not be in the classroom at the same time. So um I was looking for jobs like corporate trainer and, you know, uh, maybe HR where I would be doing onboarding training and stuff like that. And then I ran across the job description for instructional designer. And I was like, that's it. That's exactly what I want to do. Cause I really enjoyed looking at, um, at what needs to be done and creating training for it. And I liked that development part where I'm playing with the tools, you know, and creating the e-learning and videos and all of that, that part of instruction. And so I really started to do my own research and figure out how in the heck to get into that industry. I was reading the job descriptions and um, trying to find out more about the information that was listed in those job descriptions on my own. And, um, I took baby steps from that corporate role. I was there for almost three years and, um, was building my experience on the back end. And this is all before idle courses was launched. And, um, right around the same time that I started, uh, conversing with Robin on, all the social media platforms. And so I'm just paying attention to everything that was being posted um, about instructional design and, you know, just contacting people out of the blue and asking them if I could look at their portfolios to see how their online portfolio was set up. Cause I knew that that was an important part of instructional design and, um, and getting your foot in the door because they want to see your work and not just know that you can do it, but they want to see the proof. So I started to create my own using Weebly. And um, anyway, as I was getting better at that, I, I started seeing more opportunities and I, I uh, left that German company and started working for an institution of higher education as a program manager where I ran um the professional development side of, of the college really um, is for any of the area businesses that came to us needing training for their team. And it, that training could have been anywhere from uh, Microsoft Office Suite training to uh, SHRM, which is, you know, getting your certification in HR and uh, project management, even to industrial tools and machinery. I, I was in charge of all of that. And um I was also creating courses for them as well. And I created a real estate course with that. And as I was doing that job, I learned that I really, really wanted to focus on the instructional design part. And right about that same time that I realized that that's when Robin launched Idle Courses and I was I signed up immediately. And I said, that's my ticket because I didn't want to have to create or not create, but I didn't want to have to sign up for another college class um, and be strapped down to that kind of curriculum for a year or two years until I got my degree. And her eight week cohort was the answer and I could do it on my own time. 
And so that's how I found Idol. And um, that's kind of where I was in my career right before I took Idol courses. Um, I found a real busy season for myself during uh, that time at, at the college. And I, so I couldn't start the courses right away. So I signed up in June and then um, finally after that busy season, which was when I was developing that real estate course um, in September, I was finally able to look at my, uh, look at the content that Robin had in idle courses. And I um, started going through it in my, in my own way, the way I wanted to concentrate on my, my goal was to get the uh, instructional design job right away. And so I thought what better way to do that than to focus on um, my portfolio, change my LinkedIn to help my branding. And so that I could get seen and, and come up and research and search results and, um, and to work on my resume. And I started doing all that in September and with, and then by the end of October, um, I had gone to our local um, Association for Talent Development meeting, ATD, and, um, you know, met someone there who had a job opening. And I said, I'd like to, to work for you. And this happened to be um, at Charter Communications. And so the next day I sent my resume in and I had an interview lined up and within a couple of weeks and uh, a stringent interview process, I was offered the job. So I went from looking at the content first into, um, into a job within the month. So I didn't even really get to finish the Idle Courses Academy content before I was offered the job. I started that job in December. So within uh, just like a short three months, um, I had my first ID job at Charter Communications. So December, 2019. Yep, absolutely. December, 2019. So it's hard to believe how far I've come. Um, I mean, it really is exciting because, you know, I just think about, I was a teacher and, you know, just, a, and a, I think a total from leaving teaching to my first ID job, it was, it took me about three years, but I was doing a lot of that on my own. And Golly, I wish I had um, Idol Academy when I first started looking or even knew what an instructional designer was at that time. So um, I just think about all the things I was doing on my own and I just kind of felt like I was spinning my wheels until I got to the Academy. So, oh my gosh. And then you landed your job at Charter and yep. you started working there. And then what was it? What You were only working there for what, like six months before I said... Uh, we need mentors. Come help me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just a total six months. But I, you know, I was, uh, I was doing a lot of mentoring and uh, evangelical work for <laughs> Idol Courses Academy. <laughs> I, Robin didn't know or doesn't know Well, she knows now because I've told her, but uh, you know, on the back end, every time we would have a, um, an article posted or whatever, I was just, uh, singing idols praises. I had people reaching out to me on LinkedIn constantly. And um, so I was already kind of mentoring people on the things that worked for me that I had learned through the idol Academy. And so six months after landing my job, I got the official ask to be a mentor. So that was fun. I jumped at the opportunity because I just want to pay it forward. Oh my gosh. Now you've been a mentor. You have um, worked on some projects for me. You have uh written blog articles. 
And uh, so you've definitely probably made back the, the, your investment. Is that right? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that investment paid uh, for itself within the first paycheck as, <laughs> as, as a, um, as a true instructional designer. So, I mean, I just, I never fathomed that. I mean, we'll put it out there in South Carolina. When I left teaching, I was making like $40,000. Um, and that was as a single mom, you know, so as a single mom and a teacher, that was a struggle. Um, it really was. And to think that I could double my income, uh, well, almost double, I didn't quite double it, but it, it sure was a huge jump, you know, and, and to go into an instructional design, that was like a dream. You know, I never in a million years thought that I could do that, that quickly make such a huge leap, but, uh, I did. And, um, I haven't looked back. I haven't looked back. So it, I definitely, uh, made, made the money back in my investment right away, right away. And you, I mean, you've been with us, like your founding members. So you've been with the Academy through all of its transformations, which it is constantly yeah. evolving. And that's of course, because of people like you, Gretchen, who are like, and we should add this. And what if we did this and how about yeah. <laughs> this way? And so you've been through this entire transition and you also, not only that, but you, uh, you, what you got an award or you were recognized or your first performance review was something outstanding this last year in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, so there's, when you do your, um, your mid-year and your end of the year reviews, um, you really, there's a, there's a scale of like, um, a one through five. And if you get a three, you're doing everything. You're just like meeting the marks. You're, you're meeting all the standards. Everything's great. Like that's a fantastic score. Um, nobody, uh, to my knowledge had ever received a five in the history of the company and only a handful of people received the four. And so I got a four, um, within that first year. And, uh, I mean that, one of the things my, my boss told me was that she's never had um, an end of the year review that was as positive as mine and, and that um, they didn't really find anywhere, you know, any deficiencies for me to, to work on. So we really had to come up with something because, you know, you still need stretch goals and stuff. And no matter uh, what you're doing and what your title is, you always have to have those stretch goals. So we were struggling to find those stretch goals for me um, at my position because I was already um, performing above my actual title. So um, yeah, it, w- it was, it was pretty, um, pretty awesome uh, to hear that and to get that feedback in, uh, and to, to know how much they thought of me there as far as my abilities and stuff go. So um, yeah, I really they even put you in for a promotion. They did. They did put me in for a promotion. Um, absolutely. So unfortunately, I didn't get the promotion because there was a lot of people that were submitted for the promotion. But just to be um, submitted for a promotion within my first year uh, at a company, that was amazing. So um, just to know that uh, that they thought that highly of me and that um, I should be at a higher position than what I was, um, that really was something. So uh, it was a big accomplishment. Is your first instructional, like corporate instructional design job and you were best hire, which is just yeah. so incredible. So how many times 
do you think that you have done and redone your portfolio? <laughs> oh, that's an excellent question. Cause <laughs> I look at what I have and Weebly right now and I just cringe <laughs> what I had versus what I have now. Um, so I, yeah, when, when I started idle, I was reluctant to redo my portfolio that I'd worked so hard on because I had some tunnel vision. I was like, but this stuff's great. This stuff's so good. And I want to leave it here. And, um, mind you, I didn't really have anything on it that had a lot of e-learning or videos on it. Cause I was talking about my teaching experience and, and those things. And, um, I really had to sit back and look at, you know, what I needed from that first portfolio, um, what I needed to change. And, um, and so I, I looked at it, you know, not through my eyes, you know, I had to try to put on a different hat and, uh, and come to terms with the fact that what I had on there probably wasn't cutting the mustard. And so I did revamp it, um, what at least once under the old name, which, um, it was not ideish anyway. And, uh, so the name, the domain name and everything needed to change. And, uh, I did spend, um, after I got that up to par enough to get this job at charter, um, I spent the next year during, uh, the pandemic, right. Um, in our off time, I rebranded and I, uh, redid my portfolio and I, I don't know from that, the new brand name, uh, thequeenid.com is what I came up with. There's a long story with uh, how I got that name, but um, there's a reason for it, not just being boastful, but <laughs> there, is a, that title. <laughs> there is a reason for it. And, um, but I've, I've done a, probably four or five iterations of that um, portfolio site within this last year, just uh, trying to work hard at it and uh, get it to where it needs to be so that I could grow as a freelancer. That was my goal was um, to eventually do some side work as a freelancer. I don't know if I want to completely be a freelancer on my own. That scares me a little bit, but um, just to be able to grab some work on the side and, and do that in my off time um, is, is something that I was looking for. So I really wanted my portfolio to look like that and to suggest that I do do project-based work and uh, other things like that and that I'm available for it. So it did take me three or four iterations to get where I am right now. And uh, I'm pretty pleased with it, but I always like, I'll look at it every so often. I'm like, oh, that can be improved or this can be improved or I should add some more uh, e-learns here and some more videos there and other things. So it's a constant work in progress. And I think uh, for anybody, you just have to be comfortable with knowing that, um, you're going to get to a state where you think it's fine and then look at it later and say, no, I still need to work on it. So it's, it's a constant work in progress, especially when your, your skills start to change the, the better you get at things. As I'll look at some of my um, older e-learns and uh, older videos. And I'm just like, man, I can't believe somebody hired me with that. So. <laughs> well, and that's the point too, though, Gretchen, is that you can land your first job with your first, you know, yep. Uh, struggle portfolio. Yeah, right? absolutely. Then, and then um, did you still use the Academy as you um, iterated and improved your portfolio? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I mean, I'm still in the courses. And to be honest, you know, the with each cohort, it always seems to be something new added. And so I'm never completely done with the coursework, which is fun because there's always something else to, to learn. And um, I love the fact that I can 
continue to access the courses, even though this we're going into what number seven or is it number yeah. eight? Yeah, number, number seven. seven. And um, you know, I, I continually use the Idle Courses Academy as a resource, even when I'm doing my work for the companies that I work for. So um, it's been it's been pretty amazing uh, to to have that as a resource and to know that um, that it's always going to be there. You know, and one of the other things too is, is the academy. I've, I've made some pretty good friends and, um, you know, I have, I have one person who I'm really close with. Her name's Christy Oliva and she, um, she and I both uh, keep pushing each other. And, um, and she was one that, you know, I bounce ideas off of for my portfolio and, and vice versa. So um, it's, it's been really amazing just to have that support of the group um, and the, the, Idle Courses Academy family, and then to, you know, find some accountability of partners and friends within the academy as well. So it's all been very helpful. You even got to uh, meet some of your friends in person. <laughs> I know that was so fun. <laughs> I really would like to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> we took a trip and uh, got to meet a few people in person. So that was fun uh, being able to actually um, put a, a real face with the, with the name and, and put a voice with the, with the comments and stuff that we see on Facebook and everything is, you know, what it's been a little over a year now that we've really been talking with each other. And so the fact that we uh, took a little, a little uh, trip together for the weekend and, and got to meet a few people, that was fun. So I think it should be an official thing though. It was really cool about talking to you now, Gretchen, because like, you know, the Academy opened in July, June of 2019. And here we are, May of 2021. And not only did you land your first instructional design job at Charter Communications, yep. you have now already advanced in your career. And I want to hear about that. Absolutely. So um, one of the things you'll learn when you follow the directions to update your LinkedIn profile from the courses, uh, Idle Courses Academy is that recruiters are going to start coming out of the woodworks for you. And so when I did that, um, you know, I, I was getting calls or not calls, but emails and messages several times a day from different recruiters, um, for, for opportunities. And, um, I recently, had an opportunity to interview for a contract position with uh, Mackin Consultancy, and uh, that contract position is to do work for Google. So um, I interviewed for that position with Mackin, and then with uh, the manager that's going to be running my team at, at Google. And I had an offer that same day in that interview. Um, after that interview for that position, so I am going to be starting. Um, my ID work and my ID career as a contractor at, at Google. Well, for Google, not really at Google because I'm remote and that's that's also an awesome thing. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, those of you that are scared of contract work, um, don't be because that's, that's a big part of our industry is contract work. And um, just be, uh, be mindful of the terms of the contract and if it's suitable for you, um, because there's all different variations of contract work. And uh, so, you know, you can always find the one that's going to be right for you if uh, if you're looking. But really, that that's the important thing is if you're 
you know, changing your LinkedIn profile, you want to follow those steps in the Idle Courses Academy because that that brought everybody to you. So I felt like it was like the Pied Piper. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you do these things for your LinkedIn profile and they'll follow you. So uh, that's what happened is um, I've gotten so many um, recruiter contacts now and opportunities thrown my way that um, it, it's really, it's kind of weird because they're coming to me and I can pick and choose. Whereas before I felt desperate for a job. And so when you're, you know, when you don't have that, you're taking, you know, you're saying yes to any and everything that might come your way. And now I'm like, I can um, be a little more, uh, choosy, I guess you could say, as, as far as like what I want to um, entertain and what I don't want to entertain. So it, it's kind of, it's kind of weird in, in a way, um, but it's awesome. Do you that. have any idea what percentage increase you got uh, from your, your last job to your new one? Yeah, it was, it's about a 30% uh, increase in salary. <laughs> so <laughs> it's awesome. It really is. It, it's pretty exciting because, I, and here's why, um, for teachers, you know, we don't really go into it thinking we're going to make a lot of money. I think that, I think everybody knows that. I think everybody knows um, what the salary expectation is as a teacher and that, you know, if you stay in that industry, you're, 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 st you're still going to hit a ceiling, right? So you can't, even if you have a, a doctorate and have X amount of years within, uh, you know, into that industry and education, you still hit a ceiling and can't make more than a certain amount. Right. Um, and I don't feel like that you, that that's there as an instructional designer. Um, and so it's such a weird feeling. And the weirdest feeling was those initial conversations about salary when I was leaving teaching and coming into instructional design, uh, I was afraid to ask for, what a normal instructional design salary was. And I don't think that um, it, it's, a, it's not a comfortable conversation for us as teachers because we're okay, like accepting less than because it's still more than what we would be making as a teacher. Mm -hmm. But uh, I do want to say for all of those teachers out there that are trying to make that conversion, that it's not, uh, don't be afraid to ask for that because the market is there and most of the employers aren't going to bat an eyelash if you ask for, you know, anywhere from 65 to 75 for a, a entry-level instructional design position. It really depends on where you are in the, um, you know, wh where your region is um, in the United States, if you're in the United States and, and globally, like what are they offering those? So you really need to do your research to kind of be within the ballpark, but please don't be afraid to ask for that um, because we don't want to water down the industry and say, oh, I'll only I'll take, you know, you know, 20,000 less than what the industry average is because then that's going to start affecting all of us. But, um, but yeah, it, that's such a weird uh feeling at first. And now that I've had the experience and, you know, within the academy, we talk about salary and we talk about how to ask for what we're worth and to get what we're worth out of it and negotiate during interviews and stuff like that. Um, once the offer's made, it has really been a confidence booster and, uh, and being able to say, I'm expecting this because I know my skills are at this level is just, it's something I never even thought would happen. And so to, to be making what I'm 
making now is amazing. What I mean, so talk about things that you're surprised with or just like blissed out about. What are some of the things that surprised you when you first got your instructional design job? What are the things that you just um, didn't know would be part of your everyday routine that you're just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing? Or what are the, some of those things that you just, you know, the difference between where you were in your career to, you know, this new career that you have? So some of the things um, that really surprised me, they weren't really um, instructionally design, instructional design related because it really was that move from education to corporate that was mm-hmm. kind of a, a, a jar. Um, and, and that was because like mostly because of the um, vernacular of the corporate world, completely different than the vernacular in the education world. So even though you're like meaning the same things, uh, when you're saying them, the, the jargon is different and, um, the pace is definitely different. Uh, the pace is much quicker in the corporate world and very deadline driven. So all of those things, that was a huge learning curve. Um, you know, when I, when I stepped into that, that world, um, as an instructional designer. So those were probably the biggest surprises to me. And I did feel like I was, you know, going at warp speed and had the steep learning curve when I got there. But once I, once I got settled into the position and learned the processes at charter as, as much as I could, then it all started to be comfortable. Um, One of the things that I get asked a lot about is I don't know this or that about, um, industry A or this or that about industry B. And uh, that was one of the things too, that um, as an instructional designer, you don't have to be an expert in any type of industry. You, you're, you're an expert at designing instruction. So don't feel like it's, you know, a, that you're not going to learn what that industry is or that you're going to be counted out as an instructional designer because you don't know that industry. Um that's, you're not there to know that industry. You're there to, to, to build instruction for that industry. So it does help to know it, but you learn it as you go along because you have subject matter experts that'll help you understand the content. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that was a a big thing for me too. at, At charter was learning their, um, their language and that industry. So, um, those were, those were probably the most surprising things for me was that the pace and the vernacular and then uh, learning the industry itself. Those were, those were the big things. Was this your first remote job too? Or? Um, so actually charter was supposed to be um, in the office and oh. I was perfectly fine with that, but the pandemic hit. And so um, we did t- go totally remote and um, my previous job at that German company, it was flexible. So I could work from home or be in the office at, you know, at my leisure. Um, so but charter, we were supposed to be in the office and they're, they're getting, they're moving back towards coming back into the office now, um, and try to get some sort of, uh, normalcy back in that office environment. But, um, yeah, so this past year has been the the first time that I've been fully remote and, uh, I kind of got used to it. So (laughs) (laughs) it's been amazing. Uh, when, when I'm looking, when I was looking for another job or these recruiters were coming to me, I was like, is it remote? Cause I'm not really going to listen to you if it's not. So, (laughs) (laughs) so luckily I found one that was a hundred percent remote. Uh, 
yeah, with a with a brand name company. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> how, how did you describe it whenever uh, you uh, told your bosses you were leaving? Oh yeah, because um, I couldn't quite say say where it was yet or what it was for, but I said it was a major search engine and also a verb. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun. So um, you've also. You're also a mentor in the Idle Courses Academy, and obviously your journey um, still continues to inspire um, mm-hmm. and encourage others about the path and just knowing that, you know, your portfolio wasn't perfect, but you still landed your job and you still keep growing and investing in yourself and your own development. And so um, put on your mentor hat, Gretchen, and just just give the people that are listening, like, what's some of that? good Gretchen advice you give to those that are trying to make the transition to corporate instructional design? Yeah. So, um, I get that question a lot. Like, how do I, how do I go from being a teacher to an instructional designer? And I almost always tell them these three things and that, and, and that's because it worked for me and I mentioned it earlier. So, um, with the idol Academy, when you're focusing on making that change, um, you know, you can pick and choose where you want to spend your time in that content, or you can choose to go linear. It's set up either way. Um, But I I chose to focus on those three things is my resume, right? So as a teacher, we were, I I used, you know, education lingo. Uh, So everything was like a lesson plan or my students or, um, you know, curriculum, anything like that. I was using language that was synonymous with the education world. I learned that my resume was not getting um, views because of that for an instructional design position. So you really need to concentrate on changing the verbiage of your resume without changing the meaning, right? So you want to concentrate on using the corporate vernacular for things like that. So lesson plans turned into uh, designed instruction or instructional design, things like that. Um, they mean the same thing, but it's just a totally different language. So focus on uh, that when you're changing your your resume or updating your resume to get that uh, corporate instructional design position. The other thing was LinkedIn. That was huge because um, you need to change your profile so people know what industry you're looking to be in, right? Or that you're already working in, however you, wherever you are in your career as an instructional designer, you've got to set it up that way. And Idle Courses Academy gave you the blueprint or gives you that blueprint. So follow those rules and you can't go amiss because that's, that's how the recruiters found me. Uh, I wasn't getting any recruiters, you know, knocking on my door before that. So it, it was a game changer for me. And then the, the last thing is to build some assets. So if you don't have time to make your portfolio right now to start building those assets so that you can share them when the time comes for, um, an employer to, to see your work, right. Um, you don't necessarily have to have that portfolio, website done and ready to go before you start interviewing you can have some assets created and start that interview or start that job search process because that takes some time and that way you'll have your assets ready to go and then you're working on your portfolio and then you can have that one when it's ready right so i would focus on your resume and changing the verbiage focus on uh updating your LinkedIn profile the way it needs to be so that you can get those recruiters coming after you 
on LinkedIn and then um, start creating assets as soon as possible so that you can start building your portfolio. And so those are the three things that I would focus on. That That's what worked for me. And so much, Gretchen, I'm sure you've noticed it just like um, I have and many others. So much of this transition is about mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's about um, changing your perspective yes. on what it means, you know, to to be an instructional designer, and for you specifically to be one. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a lot of things that are tossed around, like imposter syndrome and perfectionism, and yes. and confident and lack of confidence, and so um, you know, those are tactical things that I I like 100% support you on. What are some of those things that you tell, um, you know, our students when they are saying things like, I just don't feel confident. I'm not sure I'm good enough. What's kind of your advice in that? Yeah. Uh, well, that imposter syndrome thing, it's real. It really yeah. is real. Um, Cause I, I still feel it, you know, e- even now after being in the industry and I've talked to other people who've been in the industry for much longer than I have, have degrees much higher than I have, and they still feel it too. So you're not alone. That's the first thing I say is you're not alone. The second thing I say is that you are not an imposter because if you're coming from education, right. And I'm, I really have, have a heart for educators. If you're coming from education, you already have the tools. You've already had the training in your education, your college career to be an instructional designer. That was the focus of your education was how do you build successful lessons or successful training to teach these concepts to, uh, to learners. And you're, you've already done that. So the groundwork has been laid. You have experience in doing that already. So you're coming to the table with a lot of pluses already. So you should not feel that way just because the industry is different um, than, than a, a corporate environment, right? You are, you've already been making these lessons or uh, the training or whatever it is you want to call it, all the curriculum stuff that we work on. And then we deliver it, right? I think we have the hardest audience of all yeah. if, if you're teaching students, right? You have a captive audience of people who don't really want to be there right? And uh, they don't under, they don't see the long game in their education. And so you have to do the the song and dance for these students. You have to make things creative and interesting every single day. And um, so all of that ingenuity that you've developed in your experiences can totally translate into the corporate environment. And don't let anybody tell you any different, because there are some corporations out there that don't see the relationship between the teacher's experience and training and an instructional designer's training and experience, but they really are one in the same um, as far as that goes. And as far as I'm concerned, um, I will say that until the cows come home. Right. Um, (laughs) And I will, I will argue it every time if somebody says that a teacher is not going to make a good instructional designer, we make the best instructional designers in my opinion. Yeah. And, um, and I'm just so grateful, Gretchen, that you came here and shared your story. And I know that somebody is going to be inspired by what you've told and just how incredible like your journeys unfold in just such a short time, really, when you think about it. So yeah. thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This was fun. It was, I mean, it was overdue, really. 
Uh, well, I hope to come back again with some, some extra advice or something else that's fun and exciting. So I know, well, this is just your success story. So we yep. can come back and talk about all, any other one of those idle topics you like. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again, Gretchen. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at idlecourses.com. If you like this podcast and you want to become an instructional designer, an online learning developer, join me in the Idle Courses Academy where you'll learn to build all the assets you need to land your first instructional design job, early access to this podcast, tutorials for how to use the e-learning authoring tools, templates for everything course building, and paid instructional design experience opportunities. Go to idlecourses.com forward slash academy and enroll or get on the wait list. Now get out there and build transcendent courses.